Welcome to episode number 148 of the Towel Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we're doing a little catch up from New York Comic Con last weekend. Um, we're recording this on the 11th. It was last weekend, but we didn't get to talk. So here we are. And so you're going to get a little bit of New York Comic Con news, a little bit of news just in general from stuff that's come out this past week. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's dive into it because we got a lot of stuff here. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so first up, we've got a preview for Avengers Damage Control, which is a new virtual reality game coming to uh, the Void. If you have that in your area, it's a one of those immersive VR experiences. Um, usually you can like walk around and stuff. Yeah. I've done a couple of them. Uh, this one, you're going to fight Ultron. And a bunch of his, uh, you know, Ultron bots and stuff like that. So, pretty cool. I watched the preview uh, today, actually. So, pretty pretty excited about that one. <laughs> yeah, I checked it out. Um, I like that it's MCU. That's interesting. Um, and that's, you know, it features everybody's characters that they're used to from the movie verse. So, that's, that's a neat way to do it. Plus, like you said, um, to go to these locations and do it where it's more immersive. I just feel like... I would almost rather do that sometimes than pay all the money to get all the peripherals and stuff to have, you know, VR at my house. I know you have yeah. it, but it's like, sometimes it's like, how much would I use this? Or do I just go and enjoy it out in public like that and the full, the true VR? So I, I don't know. That's a cool idea. Um, I need to check it out. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm pretty excited about it. So, you know, I just got to find one near me. It's, uh, yeah, that's your challenge for me. It's like New York city, but, um, so anyway, uh, continuing Marvel news, we've got the Hellstrom show. Uh, it has the full cast for that. Um, I forgot that show was even getting made after they canceled Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I kind of thought it was just going to be another one of those things like dead in the water. But um, no, it's coming to Hulu. And, you know, Jeff Loeb is producing it. They've got a 10 episode first season. And, um, you know, the cast, we've got people like Tom Austin, uh, you know, from Homeland. We've got people from Fear of the Walking Dead, the Royals, et cetera. So it's got a pretty good lineup of characters and, and actors and all that fun stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know about that at all. So I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, the, I've never read the comic. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of like the point here. Like, you had something where you had paired it up with Ghost Rider. Um, you're, it looked like they were going to try to build something off of like the supernatural side of uh, of the Marvel Universe on Hulu, but since Ghost Rider fell through, this is like like you said, I I was only very very vaguely familiar. Maybe the name came across a comic I was reading at one point, but I had I didn't really know who these people were. Yeah. Um, so it's just like uh, the only like and in modern comics, I mean, I just wrote like Strike Force number one, and and Hellstrom's in that, so it's just like. I don't know. It just this this kind of feels like it's almost it's it's less known than even Constantine. So TV show wise, you know, how successful will one season be for this? So we'll see when you're not tying it into anything else, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, probably not much. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably going to be one of those things that it either surprises us or, you know, it really flies under the radar um, and disappears into the ether. So I don't know. But Well, that's the other thing, too, is like, just real quick, is that, you know, they 
they had Ghostwriter cast and then it was gone, you know, so who knows how long, if this will even last. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. All right. So let's go over to DC news. Uh, Joker uh, premiered last weekend. It made the most money out of any October debut beating out um, Venom. And I think it's the seventh uh, biggest opening for a rated R movie of all time. So, Pretty pretty exciting. We saw it. We've got a couple of uh, reviews up on Don't Forget to Tolerate now if you want to see some of our takes on that. But um, I know you loved, hated it. Uh, so, you know, what do you think of this? Um, interesting. Uh, I, it's, it's funny, like, we talk about these movies that make a lot of money in October, um, especially compared to this to, like, another villain movie last year. Uh, so that's that's interesting that um, these movies are, are, are killing it at the box office and people are enjoying it. So, Hey, here's two movies that we had little faith in and they ended up being, you know, good. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and for what it was and everybody I talked to, it's always like, yeah, this movie was great. Um, it didn't have to be a Joker movie at all, but, um, some of the stuff they did work, some of it didn't. So, Go watch it, um, you know. If you be, didn't already. <laughs> right. Be aware of what you're watching, too. So be ready for an uncomfortable experience. It, it is a violent movie. So, um, yeah, just, you know, you, you've seen the reviews out there. You know what you're getting yourself into. And that's the thing, too. All these people that go out, watch it. Like, I get, like, if, you, if you're watching it, you get upset, you don't want to leave the theater, that's, that's fine. I, I, I get that. But the people that turn around and just like bad mouth it, you know what you're like, they already knew what they're getting into. And then they turn around and bad mouth it. Like it is what it is. So um, take it for, take it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. Um, so in addition to that, uh, we've got news that justice league dark apocalypse um, is coming out next year. The animated movie. I think we, knew about this but i don't uh-huh. know if we had a date right no we didn't um just always you know tentative with the dc animated movies the wonder Woman one was premiered at comic-con is that correct yeah so that one's coming next um wonder Woman bloodlines yeah we got like red sun in the pipeline we got all these great movies actually that i'm really excited for especially another justice league dark movie the first one was yeah. great uh, it was mature. It was like the second R-rated one after The Killing Joke when they were starting to really kind of like wanting to push the bounds a little bit more on, on, on you know, maturity stuff. So, hey, <laughs> do it up. Yep. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. I'm excited for that one. Um, and I'm, I'm sure Matt Ryan's back as Constantine, which is always good. Yeah, I hope so. Um, in DC Universe, uh, you know, we got some we got some news here. So we got the Harley show um, that's coming out on 1129. So we got a date for that, which is great. That looks great. Looks fun. Um, it's kind of sad because out- I think that's also kind of like the end date for, <laughs> for Titans. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Well, no, that's, that's good, though. It that is good. I love it. Right in. That's yeah. how they've been doing it. They go one yeah. show after another. But it's always kind of like, oh, oh, that's that's it. I gotta <laughs> end date to uh, what I'm really enjoying right now. So yeah, of course, of course. Um, so yeah, that's that's happening. Uh, and then we've got a show that got announced, Bizarro TV. Uh, that's coming out in 2020. So that's an anthology series, um, which is more 
weird tale. I guess it would kind of, I don't know how to even describe it. It's just got like the weird characters, like Bizarro, right? You want me to talk about it? Sure. Yeah, that's it. You got to take, oh. <laughs> this is what it is. So what DC's doing right now is they're going to hit their stride by doing what Marvel doesn't do. And that's movies like The Joker. Movies like, um, that can that don't have to belong to like this 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 whole interwoven mega universe thing. Um, and if you can embrace what you're good at, um, because people always say there's a saying out there like you grow up on Marvel, you grow old with DC. And so it's like I've always found some stuff on like more on the DC side to be weird. And there's stuff in Marvel too, but. Um, that's what I really enjoy DC for. And I think embracing that, especially in a show like this, um, will be a lot of fun because it's like characters, like I've heard like ambush bugs in it. Um, so who knows? You might even get like, um, um, you know, you said Bizarro. We got the, the, uh, the Canterbury, the Canterbury stuff. Uh, I forgot what that character's name is. Um, but there's so many weird characters in DC that, um, this this show could be you know long running, so I'm looking forward to something like that. Uh, Canterbury yeah. Cricket. That's that's the, that's what it was. <laughs> oh well, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. It's like there are like really neat characters that you can do weird stuff with. Uh, so embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. Good. Moving on. Doom Patrol uh, is the perfect example. <laughs> yeah, feels so good. Uh, Titans cast Sarah Deacons as Martha Kent. Yeah, um, sure. So, so this is this is just the beginning of that. I read something the other day because Connor, the, today's the you know debut um, a new uh, new episode of Titans debuts today, and so this is the Connor episode. Um, so there apparently are more Superman family characters coming to Titans, like big ones. So um, I'm really excited to see how much they really expand the show and, and bring in the DCU. That's the thing, right? Like they, it keeps getting bigger. It's, yeah. it's curious what that means. Like, <laughs> mm. does that mean Absolutely. it's like, Absolutely. get a, get a spinoff or what? You know what I mean? It already has one. Well, Doom Patrol, <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm that's talking, a you, you, that's what I'm saying though. It's already they have two shows set in the same universe on their on their network, so it's not that hard to keep going. Um, and, and like we've been saying with like Worlds of DC, like finally, D, like Warner Brothers and DC is like, yeah, people aren't stupid; they can handle more than one take on our characters. So um, why not? You know, it's it's people are loving this universe. So why not expand on it more? You already you've done more than most have by introducing Batman into it, you know. So it's like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so. I can. Uh, I hundred percent agree. Hundred percent. Um. All right. So let's go. And last thing, uh, DC Universe Unscripted, um, which is going to be a pitch that you can do if you go to DC Universe. You can pitch your own reality show, whether it's a game show, whether it's a TV, docu-series, etc. It's just, it's crazy. Um, you know, you can pitch your own show to DCU. So, get ready for that. <laughs> um, get, is this... get ready for the makers that don't forget a towel <laughs> to yes. pitch a show to them. <laughs> Absolutely. My question is this, is like, didn't the CW do something like this too with the with their shows? Where they had so CW, you can pitch scripts for scripts, an episode okay. written by a random person to get made. 
Okay. So and they do that every year. It's the writer's room. And then they also do one where you can pitch your own comic and then they bring those people on to write comics. Like I can't remember what one of the comics was, like maybe like DC uh superhero girls or whatever. Uh-huh. Like that was from that. Um yeah, they bring in like just random people off the street. Hmm. Interesting. So DC does that. Marvel, remember, I think we talked about it maybe a little while back that they were going to start doing stuff like that. But to the extent that DC does in all facets of their multimedia right now. Yes. So, so there. All right. So let's move over to the Arrowverse. Um, we've got our first look at Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, which is coming to the CWC. You guys remember that? Uh, well, we got we got the title. That's that's one of the, that's the big thing too. You know, that's an interesting uh, thing because it wasn't just Deathstroke animated series, and it was dubbed Knights and Dragons, which is a strange yeah a strange title for this. I I, I get it, but it's it is kind of a strange title. Yeah, it's gonna be um, yes, yeah, it's gonna be curious uh, how that is. But Michael Chiklis uh, will be hmm. voicing the character. And it does have a 12-episode um, series, which is set in the in the Arrowverse. So, yeah. which is always kind of cool because they they do that um, crossover. Yeah, yeah. The other thing about it is like how long are like I remember Vixen when I watched it. They're not really that long of episodes either, though. No, so, usually it's like 12 minutes. Is that, they're not maybe, long. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then, uh, they tried to get, no, let me, let me do this one. You do this. Did they try, did they really try to get Nick Cage to play Superman in crisis? This is the question. And so, um, this was actually brought up on, on social media. And so Mark Guggenheim actually answered cryptically in a way, I guess not even cryptically that, um, that they, that they did. So that's kind of a weird, just kind of a weird thing out there this week. Um, I think that came out of Comic Con, actually. To be honest with you, huh? So they tried, they tried from, from the bottom up <laughs> to get well this, everybody in this, which is amazing. It's such a neat idea, like to even consider putting Nick Cage in this. If he does show up, that's nutty. the other thing, right? It, from what it reads, there it sounds like he. They're not saying he didn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Huh. Okay. Very weird. Very interesting. All right. Uh, Batwoman episode one dropped, which was the pilot. So yeah, even between episode one and episode two, the show's going to look vastly different. But um, what were your thoughts on that episode one? I enjoyed it. Um, you're right. It'll. It's definitely going to change. Um, it looked really good to be honest. And I was like, I hope the whole show looks like this, but I know it'll cut back a little bit on, you know, go back to its TV looks more than the movie looks. Um, but I, I enjoyed it to be honest with you. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. Um, the action was good. Um, the storyline was good and the twist at the end was good. So it was like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm not super excited, but I'm in. I'm sorry, but I can't get excited about these shows as much as I used to because now we have shows on the DCU that are 
mature and 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 higher budget and and better characters you know so it's just better interpretations of the characters in, in some points but um it's tough because it's true it's just it, if this show cuts back on quality compared to like the pilot it'll be a little bit tough because it just like it does feel like arrow to me um they're gonna they're gonna be using those flashbacks you know so um, we'll see how much it could really set itself aside from the rest. What it can do is use Batman villains. <laughs> That's what they really need to do. Well, that was what I was going to say, is that this show relies heavily on the fact that Batman exists. Yes. Um, and not on its own merits right now. Uh, Alice, I think she's a cool villain, but that's because I also read the comics. Yes. Um, I don't know necessarily if she's a cool villain right now in this show, but... Um, uh, you know, she when you drop better ones I've seen yeah, on, she, on these shows lately, you know, it's... correct, correct. <laughs> um, she, you know, they they drop little Joker hints. Um, I guess that was really the main one is that there was like little Joker hints here and there, but like you just said, it's like okay, if you're gonna go and use Batman villains, which is great, it's like then at that point, I just want to see a Batman show. Like, no mm. offense to her, but like. I just, you know, you got something like Titans, like we just talked about, which does have Batman stuff. Do I need her? Do I need Batwoman? I don't know. So anyway, that's, that's but, a, we could talk about it. But that's a great point. And that's a great point to close it on because it's like all the Arrowverse does is they've been skirting around all this stuff for years. And now it's like with Crisis coming, it's going to be fully embraced. Like, and it's been more and more embraced, but they like we've said now it's like wb is like yeah people can handle their comic book mythos on tv and in different media forms yeah. so um we can only benefit from that right so. yep. and then staying in the oh sorry so rachel maddow um from cnn is getting cast as best for a fair child yeah cool. yeah. yeah msnbc whatever not fake news no just joking um no it's cool she was um she i don't know if she's gonna remain just the voiceover um yeah i like rachel i like rachel meadow i think it's neat that she's in this um and that she she's actually a major batman character so that's a... yeah that, that is true which i thought was curious but mm-hmm. um all right so let's go over to uh black lightning real quick um we got a behind, behind the scenes picture of the wave rider from legends <laughs> We got him on the Yeah, so that's, I would assume that's the <laughs> that's exciting. Um, crisis connection with him. That's what I'm, this is the thing about it, real quick. Um, because if, if they're taking that break, they're coming back, you know, they're doing a few episodes before. They're taking the winter break and they're coming back with like the, the Arrow episode, which will be like the final one. And also like a special episode, and they keep saying this, a special episode of Legends. So however they're going to tie Legends in, I think it's going to have a lot to do with like going around like the multiverses and picking people up and just coming with a, a shipload of people uh, to save the day. That's, that's kind of what, I don't know, you know, it seems like maybe that's their, their role in all of this. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> it's going to be we crazy. We don't. <laughs> and then uh, Wayne Brady is cast as uh, Super Soldier Gravedigger. Um, they've hinted. I didn't watch season two, but they, I guess the big thing at the end of it was Markovia got introduced. 
and they oh, cool. are opening up the world instead of just uh, where he is, which I can't remember. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's it's gonna have you know a bigger world for Black Lightning, obviously multiverse world as well. But yeah, it's um, that character is from World War Two, and he got experimented on, and blah 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 blah. So that should be interesting. Wayne Brady, I just know him from you know, TV shows and <laughs> all that fun stuff. So it will be interesting to see him in a role like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So now we're going to go, we kind of got a big section here with comics. So, uh, eh, well, not bad. We can get through, get through this pretty quick. Can you take um, this? Yeah. Let me, let me kick off Marvel news here. Um, so I find, I find this kind of interesting. Um, you know, Marvel's going to, kick off January 2020, the new year, with um, they're ending the year very strong with 2099, um, some one-shots and a little story in Amazing Spider-Man. Um, and then they also have that murder mystery going on, um, the last big, you know, event of the year. But then kicking off uh, in the new year is going to be something called The End. Uh, so it's like one-shots of these main main characters, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Captain America, and so on. Um, and it tells like their last story, which is, um, you know, these things are fun to read. I don't know if I would buy them individually. I'd buy it maybe as a collection and, and, and read it that way. Um, but, you know, that's if you want to kind of, you know, get a different take, a future take. Maybe it ties into this, the future world, you know, that they're building up again in, in 2099. So um, who knows? But th- it seems pretty interesting to me. I like these kind of like what if tales. Right. Almost. Yeah. Um yeah, that's it. I'm excited about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I love What If Tales. So, yeah. And I'm really excited for 2099, obviously. But yeah. I always find it kind of interesting, like the end. Like We just found out what the end of the X-Men universe is. Like the you end know, of in the a way. universe. Um, well, it's just, it's, it's, are they really building this stuff up in Marvel now? You know, it's, um, uh, are they going to do like maybe a future, you know, uh, another line that's taking place? Like, around who knows you know so i don't know what they're building up to it's it's kind of curious yeah um next up we've been severely lacking with a wolverine ongoing uh he's been killed and brought back to life and blah 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 for the last i don't know how many years now so it's been it's been a long time it's been since at least we went to comic-con last together in new york because we went and got our death of wolverine signed um so this whole thing with with Logan and old man Logan and secret wars and, and the death and rebirth and all that stuff has been going on for at least four, four or five years, I think <laughs> maybe not that long, but a long time. Um, and so we're finally, finally, finally getting a Wolverine ongoing again. Um, and it's going to be spinning, you know, out of the new Dawn of X uh, now that Hickman's uh, first chapter is finished. Um, and now Dawn of X is about to happen. So all of our, Number one issues are coming out this November. Um, yeah, starting in November. Um, I think Wolverine's scheduled for maybe January. Uh, but we got the announcement on the creative team here uh, with Ben Percy and Andy Kubert. Uh, Percy, you know, we love Benjamin Percy. He did the Wolverine podcast. He's, you know, he was dibbled, dibbing. Uh, too. I mean, like, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's a, he's a very, like, across the board, yeah. great writer. And I'm very happy that he's yeah, on this title. Me too. Me too. Good be good voice, especially like you said, he did the Wolverine uh, podcast two seasons, so he 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 knows what's going yeah. on. Yeah. 
he knows that character and he and that's exactly the kind of wolverine stories i want like i love i love that i don't need like wolverine's not a superhero to me he is and he's not i love the ones where he's just like forced <laughs> into being feral right, you know? right. so that's that's that's, that's kind of um and so <clears throat> with um jason aaron departing thor uh, we do have an announce, announcement of the next creative team, and surprise, surprise, Donny Cates is attached to it. Like, he's not attached to everything else in Marvel, which is fine. Donny Cates is a great writer. Um, I just <clears throat> I just find it kind of like, like, all right, you're going to write every story in Marvel? <laughs> you know, it's just like, do you, does Marvel not have enough good writers? Well, I, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. I know, <laughs> I get it. But everything I see is like, Donny Cates, Donny Cates, right. Donny Cates. Like, I just bought a Silver Surfer Donny Cates series. That's fine. But it's like from from from, from the ground to the space to everything, Donny Cates is writing about it. So, I mean, if that's what's keeping Marvel alive, good because <clears throat> it's getting yeah, better. I don't have anything against them. So, yeah. No, Donny Cates and Nick Klein will be writing the new, <clears throat> new Thor ongoing series yeah. in 2020. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the good news, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we got. Um, Finally got our announcement of who will be taking over um, when when the the new Star Wars timeline not new Star Wars timeline let's let's do this three. they ended between um, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back that's what the ongoing Star Wars series was covering prior that ended or is ending soon actually um, and then so the 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 time period between Empire and Jedi uh, will be written by Charles Soule. Um, and of course, all we can hope for is some kind of adaptation of Shadows of the Empire. Always, yeah, you know. <laughs> or at least she's. Charles Soule so far <laughs> has not written a bad Star Wars comic. Um, he's got Knights of Ren coming up next month or yeah. December, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see where he takes it, and I will be reading for sure. So that's that's one thing, like, like with the star Wars universe is big, but at the same time, it's like if one person's writing it and has the same voice across the board, that's, that works, you know? So, um, yeah, Charles soul, like he said to me at comic con one year space, Chris, space. I said, okay, Charles, you got it, man. (laughs) Um, and then, uh, the, the prequel comic to the rise of Skywalker, uh, it's called allegiance. It is out now. Issue one just came out this past week, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, go pick that up. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I haven't read it yet. You know, it just came out the other day, yeah. but I will. And I'm excited yeah. and that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. All the star Wars all the time. Yeah. Um, moving over to the dark horse, uh, one of my personal favorites, Matt Kint, is returning. Um, and so he'll be teaming up with Wilfredo Torres and Nao Young Kim uh, for a comic called Bang. And so um, what that's going to be, let's see. I'm sorry, I did not have this ready. Uh, it's a culmination of my life's work in a way, he says. And it's been in the works for over 15 years. <laughs> So um, he says there's a common thread in every book he's done. Um, so if you've read anything like Revolver, uh, Mind Management, which is one of my favorite, Three Story, Grass Kings, and another one of my favorites, uh, Department H. Um, all of these books kind of have the same idea, and he always has these themes across all his different stories. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to something. Yeah, like he's, 
right, mystery. Exactly. And he's consistent. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I will be all over that for sure. Good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then DC. Uh, so Harley Quinn, the birds of prey uh, comic will serve as an official sequel to Connor and Palamati's best-selling run. Uh, so that's, that's great. That was a, that was really kind of what set Harley aside, like, up, not, not aside. yeah, I guess kind of set Harley up in the DC universe, really strengthened her character in the, the board, um, yeah. in the comics. Yep. And you know, it, it bled into multimedia yep. as well, yep. I think too, you know, so, um, that comic right there is what really solidified her um, as a as a as a heavy hitter in the DC DC universe. So I'm happy to hear that. Um, a they're kind of adapting uh, the storyline to line up to next year's movie in a way. Not that we always love that, but um, I think that maybe it is needed. Well, it this comes time. out the same um, month as the movie. Yeah. Yep. So let me ask you this then. Um, then um, Ezrello's Birds of Prey series is separate I from would that. Imagine. This is a mini series, so it's so I think okay. A, I so think they're setting ongoing. Yes, but still interesting that it includes yeah. Harley Quinn yeah. all the time. So yeah, you know, especially at that time, Harley's going to be yeah. everywhere. So she know. already is everywhere. And lastly. Um, because everybody's getting in on this, and DC has been actually leading the way, I think, as well with these these young adults um, and younger kid novels. So um, we are going to get some quote unquote middle grade original graphic novels um, from DC, and with creators you know like Make Habach, Kara McGee, Angus Garbaska, and so on. Um, and there's books called. Dear Justice League, Superman of Smallville, Black Canary, Black Canary Ignite, and more. Uh, so just a couple titles there in the works. Uh, so, you know, I I just think that they're really doing a good job tapping into audiences of all ages. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's always good to go and diversify themselves like that. And DC's always been really great. Um, you know, the DC superhero girl or what are the girls again? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You so got it. you know they're even gonna go and get their own. They're heading to like high school, I think. You know, for another like set of adventures. So like they're kind of crossing over the characters in different platforms to reach all audiences, and I think it's a great idea. Cool, good stuff. So this is a good place to Excellent. take a commercial, and uh, we'll be right back. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. 
We are back after those super sexy commercials, and we're going to move on to some TV news. Uh, our favorite director, producer, etc., James Wan, is set to produce Gideon Falls series for Hive Mind, uh, which is based on a comic from Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. So a couple things uh, that stick out. Obviously, James Wan. Um, he's got his production credits literally all over the place, so that's always interesting. But the other thing is that's really crazy is Hive Mind. Yes. Um, which is uh, a company that is from Kathy Ling, Dinesh, um, and Jason Brown from um, from Valiant. And when you look at like the LinkedIn page for Hivemind, it's like Hunter Gorenson's there. There's like a yep. bunch of old Valiant people who came over. So they are making their own, I guess, like entertainment production type company. Um, and... You know, they, I think they're the producers of the Witcher series, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Witcher, so, you know, some insane things, to be honest with you, um, yeah. including also with Bloodshot movie. Um, Correct. Which we were like, Correct. are you attached to this still or not? They are, which is great because yeah. um, anything with, you know, Dinesh had so much to do with the relaunch and stuff like that of, of um, and where Valiant stands today. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, Atomic Monster sounds um and hive mind some like pretty awesome stuff to me right right they they also did the uh scary stories to tell in the dark and mm -hmm. with the con the continuation of the expanse on on um yes that Amazon. was the other th that was yeah. the other thing so it's just like you know obviously we like jeff lemire a lot and andrea santino so this is an image comic um which is done very well for image so it's just like there's a lot of heavy hitting talent behind this project mm. and it's just curious like this company of people who know comics who got together and are doing this so this is the kind of stuff that i love to hear about um comic book creators getting behind their their creator owned comics and, and making something of it this is what gets me super excited and and i love it mm. so all right sorry i got it off on a tangent but let's go uh <laughs> uh paper girls uh which is you know, yes. really great comic from Cliff Chang and uh, Brian K. Vaughn on the writing side of that. That's going to be produced by Amazon from uh, Toy Story 4 writer. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I love that comic. <clears throat> um, it's going to, this is the kind of comic, this is the kind of story that can go up against like Stranger Things and, and really kind of pull that kind of audience in. Um, so, I, I think it's a good move by Amazon to a attain this, you know, to get this story, um, the rights to this, to make it, um, and to, you know, that this is, we've been waiting for Brian K. Vaughn stuff to get made. You know, it's been like a struggle to see anything. Um, so I was, I, I, I'm really excited that paper girls is being an option. So, um, yeah, I love that comic. Yeah, me too. It just ended. It didn't that yeah, it just ended not too long ago too. Yeah. So. so it's a good place on Amazon. Amazon is becoming one of the heavy hitters out there, um leaning into the comic book and fantasy genres, mm -hmm. um, which they need to to set them apart a little bit. And you know, they knocked it out of the park with the boys. That first season was phenomenal. They rolled right into filming season two. So I I can't wait to see what they do with this series. Um all right, so moving on, uh, She-Ra season four. Uh, we got a date for November 5th um, on mm -hmm. Netflix. 
they're pushing is this real they're pushing for a he-man christmas special i doubt it they are no they are they're no no no. so this is they talked about it at comic-con um the the panel i think was was either asked about or they brought it up um but they i you know what i think it would be not this year but if they did it next year it would be it would be good i think that they should um the christmas special um or even Secret of the Sword or some kind of adaptation of that in a way. I know she's already established as She-Ra, but yeah. they could do it opposite way. Um, but you know what? I know that you know Kevin Smith is doing his Master Universe stuff. We're going to talk about something a little bit about uh, the movie. But um, I don't see why, you know, you don't have to change the She-Ra history that much. I think that they could incorporate He-Man into it. And I think that they can also separate it from what Kevin Smith is going to do. So um, this show has its own legs. I really enjoy it. Um, I didn't, I didn't know how I would really feel about it, but I love this show. I think it's, it's really Mm -hmm. well-written. Yeah. It does look a little kitty. Yeah. It does come across as a little kitty sometimes, but that's, it's, it's just a show for a specific, you know, mostly a specific audience. So um, if you can get past your own, you know, prejudices against stuff like that and and try to enjoy a tv show uh dreamworks animation does amazing tv so um you know i i do recommend it being a master universe fan 120 percent um very very excited to see what they do and what they can do with that so um yeah it's good and then uh the picard series continues to blow my f in mind they added yeah. Deanna Troy and, and, you know, number one, number two, rather, <laughs> Riker yeah. on there. I I saw this, man, and, like, I haven't even watched the preview yet. I just saw, like, a picture, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, whoever's doing this show is a genius. Like, it's just crazy. Well, Jonathan Frakes is doing this show, so it's... it's... <laughs> no, it's not... I'm saying, like, the showrunners. That he isn't he one of them, and he's Is one he? of the directors. He's like one of the he's like one of the main people doing this show. He's always been. He okay. used to do the old Star Trek shows too. So him no, being I know the he's show directing for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. But that's the thing is like I'm not surprised, but I'm still yeah. like yeah, I can't fucking wait because it's like I love Next Generation. I love you know Me those too. characters, um, and I'm really looking forward to a show that's made in the current day. You know by with current technology and you know you watch those shows they still hold up but it's still like yeah i would love to see it you know what they do with like discovery um but in you know in the in the in the scope of next generation characters so um yeah i'm really excited for this really excited it's january right yeah um john yeah jonathan franks directs a couple episodes okay and then um yeah. So, uh, so anyway, this this announcement got me really excited. And then yeah. finally, uh, they did announce a new Walking Dead series. To be quite honest with you, I don't care. It didn't like look any different than what <laughs> we've already seen, and therefore, it's just useless in my opinion. And the show, the show has become its own name. It is. It's just. It's Walking <laughs> Dead. Right. Like I don't care. Like I haven't cared really. Like I tried caring after season two, and there was some highlights, but. I and I tried Fear of the Walking Dead and I tried XYZ, but it's all the same shit. You know, it really is. It's I I and I you know what? I have nothing against um um what's the I'm sorry, what's the writer's name? <laughs> yeah. 
I have nothing against like the original idea and coming out, but like, like we discussed the other day, I think it's just, it's, it's gone on longer than, than they thought it would. And it became way more popular than they thought it maybe would. I'm, I'm sure they wanted it to be, but um, it just, you can't stop it if it's making money, but at the same time, it's, it's repetitive. So like you said, yeah. Yeah. It's uh it, Whatever, that's it. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. All right, let's move on. To, to they don't even have a title for it. It's like, oh, here's a new, here's a new series. Well, and it's like, and, and nobody was excited. You know, that's <laughs> the other thing. Like, nobody was like, oh my God, there's a new series. Everyone was just like, why do you continue this? Like, I get the Rick movie. And if there's a Michonne movie that also goes to theaters, like those two <laughs> characters are wildly popular. And quite honestly, if the trailer looks sweet enough, I'll go see it because I don't hate and I actually like him. Like, but the whole yes. overall thing is just like, stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, we get it. Just, just stop. So, um, anyway, let's go. Uh, let's talk about movie news. Um, Kevin Smith announced that Clerks Three is happening. I love Clerks Two. Um, mm-hmm. Do we need it? No. Will I watch it? Probably. Let me see the preview first, but. It's happening, and that's it. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Clark Street. I, um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot comes out this week. I don't know. I don't. I think so. I think it comes out five. I don't. I don't want to be negative about it. I, I get that you don't like it and you don't care, but um, I, at the same time, you and I grew up on these guys. Um, they had a lot of influence. Like I know it's a goofy movie, but um, it looks like a lot of fun too because they did get a lot of people for this movie and. Um, it's not like I won't watch. I'm not gonna go to the theater and watch it, but I'll definitely rent it. <laughs> That's here's the thing, man. With with this is my problem with that movie. We live in a time right now where they're doing these continuations of franchises, and they're doing them in fun and exciting ways, like Picard, even to a lesser extent, like Fuller House, and you know what I mean. Like they're taking these things and changing them to be updated and honest and fun and like what i saw from that preview was 1996's humor and i was like i get it like don't like don't get me wrong i'm still there but it's like kevin smith you've changed like i get you're going back to the well but like be more funny make it more updated don't go back to the same bullshit i i, I just uh... like, <laughs> i'm sorry i think you should have I, I get no 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 sure. i completely agree with you I completely agree with you, but you need to go and look, you need to understand what Todd Phillips just said too. It's like in this woke culture, you can't do that. You can't make comedy anymore because people are so goddamn serious and can't take a joke anymore that it's like, you might as well go back to doing fart and dick jokes sometimes. You know, it's like, I'm sorry, but people are way too woke sometimes. And it's, and Todd Phillips is right. It's like, and comedians are having a hard time with it and writers are having a hard time with it. Um, so that's that's my that's that's all I gotta say about that. I, I don't know. I, don't I get I get exactly. I I know what you're saying. Um, but also the premise of this movie is that it's a reboot and it's it's addressing the fact that that all like the reboot generation, you know. So I, that's been going hey, on. I I get it. It is a fun yeah, yeah. concept. I just don't think the trailer looks good. <laughs> no, that's fine. But he also they also shot it to be almost exactly the same movie too so yeah we'll see we'll see i want i don't argue yeah, yeah. 
Um, why don't you take this one? Because this is it. Actually, take it. Hey, just go. Just go okay, ahead. Okay. So this, I don't. I don't have much information on this. I mean, this just was kind of just popping around the interwebs the other day. Anyhow, you know. Basically, Netflix is, um, or sorry, Sony is deciding to take some of its franchises and possibly put them to streaming services. The reason why is because they've been losing some big money on anything not Spider-Man related or maybe to a lesser extent, James Bond related. So they're Mm -hmm. thinking if we make a hundred and fifty million dollar Masters of the Universe movie with this kid who's only on Netflix shows um, and it bombs at the box office because they'll spend another five hundred million, you know, marketing it. Yeah. um, Whereas Netflix will say, we'll give you three hundred million you know, 500 million to make it and it's guaranteed to make it because they paid that much. Why not just do that? And it's not even a bad idea. (laughs) No, it's not. So Um, that's that's it. You know, in like they're men in black. They spent, I don't know, $175 million plus marketing The movie fucking made no money and nobody gave a shit about it. And maybe on Netflix, it would have done better. So that's, you know, from a business standpoint, it makes sense. Yeah, it's (laughs) this is a thing. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bring up something like um, where Jennifer Jennifer Aniston was like, we need less Marvel movies and blah, 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 blah. Listen to anybody who believes that kind of stuff, like shut up because they're not going to stop. Um, I'm sorry that you can't make movies or be in movies that people give a shit about. All right. Because to be honest, we don't, um, you might as well just go back to like HBO and, and Netflix and and put your shitty movies there because that's the only place people are going to go. I'm not going to theater to pay $12 to watch some, some Jennifer Aniston movie. Nobody wants to do that anymore. It's not worth it to go to the damn theater. Like you go watch a Marvel movie on the big screen. You go watch like these movies that are made for that. But these other movies are failing and everybody keeps arguing like, oh, yeah, well, why, why does Marvel have to dominate? There should be less of these movies. That's, that's not going to happen. The point is, is like people aren't watching boring movies at the theater anymore. And, it's, and yeah, it's kind of just the whole, the, whole, the whole environment is changing. So you have to adapt to that. And this, um, I would love to see Master Universe on a big screen, but I, 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 I very much agree with you. Um, because we don't know, we don't know what the what the audience is still. Um, and if these shows do well on Netflix, you might as well, you know. And if Netflix needs something like this to to survive and to you know to compete against like Disney Plus and different things like that, why not build a master universe universe on Netflix where you have all these different uh, shows, you know, and movies and stuff like that? Yeah. So so I. I kind of went off a tangent there, but it's all related. It's just the argument that 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 streaming services are booting, you know, anything. It's it it only gets better if you embrace what what people are doing. So stop fighting like fighting the current. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. Like honestly, like a straight up comedy. I haven't seen one of those in the theater since The Hangover. Because why pay money to do it? <laughs> right. And the hangover is great, but like, strip, like, really, I don't need to pay money to go see a bunch of douchebags on the screen. Like, you know, that Between Two Ferns movie, which has like a million fucking people in it, and it was a little yeah. internet joke, and it was hilarious. 
I'm glad it's on Netflix because I wouldn't go to the theater to see it, even though I really want to watch it. I'd rather just yep. do it at home. Like, that, you know, yeah, Marvel, you know, uh, fucking I'll go see the Irishman in theaters instead of on my screen because it's fucking Scorsese and he's amazing. But, you know, like there's just certain. But isn't that, that on streaming, though? Isn't that it's going to get a Netflix? premiere in theaters first? But it is okay, a that's their game movie. now, right? Yes. That, so they can get nominations, Just like right? uh, Roma, you know what I mean? Like, yes, yes, Yeah, yes. and fuck, look at one movie of the year last year, so go fuck yourselves who think streaming doesn't work. Um, exactly, exactly. Anyway, we could talk about this forever, as you know I could, but let's move on. Uh, Todd McFarlane, yeah, we keep saying we gotta have a show about yeah, it. You know I could. <laughs> uh, Todd McFarlane's documentary is coming to sci-fi. This is just a little piece of information. The only reason I even put it on here is because they already did a really good sci-fi doc on Image itself. It was a multi-part series, so this just is on McFarland himself and the you know the comics, the toys, the movies, etc. So I'll watch it. Um, McFarland's great. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is all revolving around number three hundred one. You know, it just came out, um, or it's coming out soon. So. Uh, you know, Spawn 301 is set a record, Guinness World Record. So he, Todd McFarlane, is the man. And um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Huge influence in our lives as geeks. Oh, for sure. For sure. We've got uh, casting news for Matrix 4, Yaya Abdul Mateen, um, who was uh, Black Manta in Aquaman. You can see him on Black Mirror, etc. Um, hmm. He's cast. You know, there was a rumor going around that he was going to be the younger version of Morpheus. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know what the hell this movie's about, but um, he's a good actor, so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I would say that's a good guess. So, especially since I've heard that the the rumor is that he would is one of the leads of the movie. So, yeah, oh no, he's cast as the lead, yeah. as the lead, right? Yes. Not even that, like like Neo is not the lead, huh? correct? Interesting. Yeah. So Neo is like the new Morpheus. We don't all, know. Who we, knows? Because they're all dead. Yeah. You know, we don't know where like, they are. <laughs> are you dead when you exist inside of a supercomputer? I don't no, know. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Is your consciousness still alive? Exactly. Your body's dead. Like, exactly. what the fudge is this movie about? Exactly. I can't wait. So, <laughs> um, all right. Let's move over to gaming news. We've got Kamala Khan uh, coming to Avengers, the uh, Marvel game. Instantly pre-ordered the game after that. I was on the fence, but now that I know that it's basically Marvel <laughs> Ultimate Alliance, the live-action game, I'm there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Done. Happened. Well, the, the nicer graphic game. <laughs> exactly. That's all. Um, I really wonder what the library of characters, you know, a uh, roster will be. You know, how big it will be. Well, at That's... least 20 different Spider-Men, you know. Well, this is the thing. Is it, like, <laughs> is, is she a fully playable character, or do you take over her and in a certain segment of the game and that's it, you know? I so hope so. What? I hope this game introduces like 80 different characters, but they do it in small chunks. And then yes. when you do DLC, maybe she gets her own side story, blah, 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 whatever. But like, personally, I think that would be a more enriching game. Stick to your main five and let like you really build them up. And then, because that's sometimes like with these games, it's like, who do I play as? Right, um, and if you're writing a game like this, you are really concentrating on those those main characters. So it's not like you can just easily swap out Ghost Rider for the Hulk. Or so, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's not really like that. I don't think. Um, well, we don't even. 
That's the problem is like, or problem, or not problem. Like if you just gave me a game, that's a linear story where I get to play these characters and blah, blah, blah. Great. But like, we don't know anything about, is there power sets? You know, like, do you, do you need to build off a character and keep playing it? Or is it just like, I do the Hulk, I do these moves, I'm in this part. And then the story mm-hmm. goes on like a Lego game, you know, like that's what I was kind of envisioning. Right. So we'll find out. Yeah, um, may. <laughs> yeah, but still excited. PS5, uh, it has been announced for holiday 2020, you know, in line with the other, you know, with Xbox. Um, one big thing that we know is that it's going to be backward compatible with PS4. It is going to serve as a uh, 4K player as well. Um, I, think- I got I got to say something about this backwards compatibility thing, because I... Um, I've been just arguing with these dweebs online and it's like, um, if you're really a PlayStation user, um, and this has already been pulled, uh, that the number one thing that people ask for is backward compatibility with this. Uh, we've been asking for it for years. Um, yeah, it's nice to know that all these, all this, these graphics and and this hardware is going to be available, but that's, that's natural. Like those things are, I expect, I'm sorry, but if if you're going to argue with me that we don't need backwards compatibility, shut up because um, I'm not, I don't, I don't find the need to have to pay for PS um, PS now. I don't want to have to rebuy games like as a video gamer. And when you're going to give me the digital games as well, backwards compatibility, that's, that's, that's exactly what you should be doing every time you release a new system. It's ridiculous that Sony has not done this until now. And so Anybody who's like, oh, well, well, we got to look for the future, towards the future. I don't care about the future. Yeah, the future is coming. We're going to get new games. We get new graphics and all that stuff. But let me play the stuff I fucking paid for already. You know, like, that's the biggest insult of, of, of Sony and the PlayStation is that you make me, I buy all this stuff and then I can't play it. Not even digital versions. And then you come out with a stupid pay, pay service that you had to cut in half because... You know, you have to compete because I don't know how many people are actually going to pay for that, but I don't, you know. So let me play the goddamn games I already own. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's it. Like, shut up, dweebs. (laughs) You know, you don't like that's it. (laughs) Um, This is my show. I can I can say whatever I want to those dweebs. It has, you know, it it existed in the PS2. The first iteration was backwards compatible, but since then it has not. Um, So. You know, whatever. We're PlayStation people. We're going to own it. And there you go. I'm going to own you dweebs, too. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Ubisoft randomly announced an animated multiverse with such adaptations as Rayman, Far Cry. What? Watch Dogs. Um, Watch Dogs would get a toned down version aimed at preteens. But the uh, neon lit... Far Cry spinoff Blood Dragon is going to get a show called Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon vibe, which is produced uh, from Adi Shanker, who did Castlevania on Netflix. Um, so, yeah, they literally plan on doing a multiverse of Ubisoft titles. So for for what? I don't know. TV? Like, I I guess. I don't know if it's a streaming service. You know what I mean? Like. So these aren't these aren't games, right? No, 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 shows? no. These are these are shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't. It does not say where they're going to exist yet. Uh, they have already like 
um, Rabbids, that rabid thing, like that was like a, that was on Nickelodeon. So like they already have done animated stuff, but yeah, we don't know. We don't know where they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the, I remember the Super Mario show from the late eighties, early nineties. That was a great show. Remember, I think it might. Remember Captain N and the Game Master? Oh man. Oh, every day. Oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh I do. I mean, I understand. No, I know. All right, what do you take on the Star Wars? Man? Star Wars. Uh, so we got two months till Rise of Skywalker. Um, and so there is a book coming out that will act as a companion to it. It's called Resistance Reborn. Uh, and so apparently Wedge Antilles is on it. Um, and so this was a little, this is kind of like a little weird rumor thing I heard earlier in the week um and i was like all right yeah so yeah he's on the cover and then all of a sudden it just started picking up more and more speed over the week so will we see dennis lawson return his wedge until he's in rise of skywalker probably probably yeah um i don't see why not dennis lawson has said he doesn't want to return but that's everybody says that and then they change their mind once they get a paycheck um so um yeah i mean what are you going to do to battle the Star Destroyer fleet that we see in that in that in that trailer? Like it's obviously everybody, you know, all hands on deck. So if Wedge is not dead, there's no reason for him not to come back. He's been in the books, right? Yeah. So um, I would like to see him return. I mean, they said that he was going to come back for both the last two movies. To be quite honest with you, I don't think he's going to come back. Um. This, I'm just who knows, that's who just knows my the, opinion. Who knows the Last Jedi? It was so it was so micro that yeah. it was like, you, what are you gonna do? It was like, oh hey, Wedge just showed up. I mean, they couldn't even, they couldn't even feature Black Squadron in that movie. So right. it's like, um, I'm not even gonna talk about the Last Jedi because it's it already happened. So this though, you would think like if JJ is quote unquote fixing everything, this would be something that I wouldn't be surprised by at all. Yeah, so we'll see. at all. Um, but we'll see. Uh, so last on Star Wars news is we've talked about this before when it first came up, but what is Project Luminous? Um, to tell you the truth, we're not going to know what Project Luminous is until 2020. Um, until after the Rise of Skywalker, uh, they're saying maybe something will happen in the Rise of Skywalker that will lead to this, but um, the the force. And what we understand of it and what it is uh, may change. Uh, so we don't know what Disney's going to do uh, with what they own and uh, how they want to shape Star Wars after the saga is over. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, so it is a mysterious project. Um, we do have some people attached to it, including Kevin Scott, Claudia Gray, Charles Soule, Daniel Jose Older, and Justina Ireland. Um, so these, this group has been gathered um, and they've been meeting and really hammering out the details to the story. So this is interesting because um, I do love these multimedia events like this. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, this is something that we can really get behind. Yeah, I just finished Kevin Scott's um, Dooku Jedi Lost um, the other day. And I'm getting ready to start listening to Master and Prentice audiobook. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Claudia Gray is fucking brilliant anyway. But like, yeah. I love Daniel Jose Olders on Han Solo Last Shot. That was great. Charles Soule obviously is amazing. I haven't listened to Justina Ireland. She did a Lando book. Mm-hmm. Um, but so here's the thing. There's some shit that happens in this book, in that Dooku book, um, where I was like, you are changing the force in some ways mm-hmm. of what we know and introducing some things of what we have never seen before. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we're all luminous beings, et cetera, et cetera, from, from Yoda. Um, I think just since Disney took over, it's all been about Force users and not Jedi versus Sith, though they are leaning very heavily into Jedi and Sith in Rise of Skywalker, apparently. But you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I don't know what direction they're taking with this. I'm curious as how it's going to be, but they've got the best writers right now on all the Star Wars books. So that's, it should be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% behind it. So. Absolutely. Or just crude matter. We're not sure. Yeah. So, so what's, <laughs> uh, what time is it? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right. Cool, fans. So um, a couple things this week. Um, so it was announced that um, we'll be getting a three-pack of the characters from Halloween 3. So that's interesting because not a lot of people actually embrace that movie as anything. I enjoy it. Um it's not a bad movie. It's no. it's it is what it is. It's not really a Michael Myers movie at all. So um I don't know why it still exists within that that run, but whatever. Um NECA is going to profit off that, of course, by creating awesome collectibles based on Season of the Witch, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've actually never watched Season of the Witch, which is crazy. Um oh. Yeah, I just never. It was always like, should I watch this? Doesn't matter. And I've heard it's good. So hey, do it this year. This is the that's, year. That's this it. Is- I uh, I watched a couple movies last night. I've never watched eighties um, horror movies, and I really enjoyed it. So that's kind of my theme this year. What did you watch? Uh, I watched um, first thing. I watched. Well, let me. I watched the Slumber Party Massacre last night, and then I watched. Um, Slumber Party Massacre, like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because they just, um, NECA's, do, well, I should announce it too with this Pursuit of Plastic I put in my uh, my toy chest, but, um, or the Pursuit of Plastic is called now. Um, but NECA's also doing, teaming up with Scream Factory again. Oh, um, to give them that guy? Okay. Yeah, they're doing the, the, the cloth uh, killer with the Steelbook 4K. Oh, and I watched Chopping Mall last night. That's oh, my God. You're yeah, ridiculous. A, okay. A great, great night last night. Let uh, me give you some real suggestions. <laughs> no, I. Those are real. Those are, I. Those are things I. I. I got Shutter. I. These are movies I. I. I know of. I've never watched. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I'm going to take full advantage of my my. Uh, I'm going to call it my prescription, not my subscription. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, next. Next up, uh, Mezco news. Uh, the the gambit figure uh went for pre-sale this week uh so it looks amazing uh so you and i both jumped on that of course uh so that's that is up right now on all of the uh mezco entertainment earth all the all the sites the regular release so um you know it will sell out eventually but no rush um if if 
if you got to wait till this week's paycheck. <laughs> um, anything on that? Yeah. I can't even begin to describe how excited I am about that toy. Yeah. Like I haven't had, we haven't had a good Gambit figure since 1996. Um, right? No. Not I mean, you're right. And you're, and you're not wrong. Um, um, the, so the Toy Biz Gambit is the, is the Gambit toy. Um, it's better than most things. I do have the DST one. I like it a lot. Um, the Marvel select that is good. Um, toy, uh, toy Biz Hasbro just, um, just remade it with all their nineties X-Men, which looks great, but I'm not buying those. So whatever, um, this is your collector figure. Yeah, you can get the the Rebel Tech one if you want. If you're into that, that looks great too. But this is like the Rebel Tech is pretty amazing, quite honestly. They are, but when you're into cloth, um, yes, 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 action figures, it's like this. The fact that you get his trench coat, you know, is is a trench coat, you know, not plastic, not not. It's it's amazing. So I'm really excited for this figure. I wish I wish that you know they've been doing a lot of light up features. Um, and I don't understand oh. why they couldn't do that with him. Maybe his eyes, even you know, it's like yeah. or something in his hand, light of his cards. Huh. Um, Maybe they I just, will now that you said that. Jeez, they they but they won't because it's. I just feel like it's already built, and that's something you'd have to really go back and do. Yeah. Um, but it's like they just for the same price they did John Stewart with a light up lantern. Like these figures at the same price range have. Like I would have paid a hundred bucks for like they charge a hundred bucks for that Cyclops, and for all the his headlights up, um, so it's like these kind of things are just those little those little features would have been nice um, to kind of set it aside. But I'm not going to complain when it looks that amazing. Yeah, Fact. so okay. Um, and then one new one new figure we did get a look at at New York Comic Con. Um, was the 112 Mr. Freeze. Um, you know, they're really going to start banging out these um, these Batman rogues. I really hope that we do get a black mask variant in a white suit. Um, that was part of that two-pack from New York Comic Con. We so will. The, the Batman rogues, um, they they deserve a place in the Mexico collection because a lot of them do have, you know, their suits and different things like that. So um, I think that... Uh, we'll see more and more of these. I just, I would rather have Mr. Freeze looks great. And I like Mr. Freeze as a character, but where's, you know, like you said, where's, where's our Nightwing? Where's our Robin? Where is the Riddler? Like the Riddler is begging to be a one twelve collective, you know, figure. Um, it's nice that you can do the, the these cl- crossovers of armor and soft goods and whatnot with, with figures like this, but like really embrace what you do like commissioner Gordon, like that kind of like, you know what I'm saying? So I do. Yeah. I mean, he does look great. <laughs> yeah, but I, absolutely. I don't care as much. I agree. Where's Alfred. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do that. Well, you know, with, with side side thing here is like, um, Mattel's doing their last, their last wave of multiverse figures. And they did this Alfred. And he has like different heads of the different Alfreds throughout the years. And I thought that was genius. It's smart. Very smart. It starts with like the sixties TV show all the way up to the modern look, you know, and it's like, wow. Really well, that's how cool. you get somebody to buy that figure. <laughs> I would, I'm going to buy that figure. But that's I what think. I mean. Yeah. Like that's how you do it. So for sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, moving over to Hasbro. Uh, 
you know, there's there was a bunch of stuff announced at the New York Comic Con for Marvel Legends. Um, my highlights: uh, the mo- Modern Fantastic Fantastic Four wave uh, with. You know, Walgreens just did the classic ones, uh, which are great. I got that, and that's the ones I wanted. But if you're into the newer looks, um, they're going to be released at a more uh, massive, uh, massive scale release uh, with like Reed's beard and stuff like that. So um, that's cool. Uh, plus, the new Doom is coming. Um, All white? See. No, no, that's that already. No, uh, original Doom. Oh, okay. Not God Doom. Um, the She-Hulk transformation figure they're doing, which is kind of neat looking. So, you know, I think that Hasbro is doing a, a good job uh, fulfilling, making good looking figures, doing teams um, and stuff like that. So they've really hit their stride. Agreed, for sure. Yeah. And then um, this is this is a really neat figure. Um, they're doing a Stan Lee tribute figure uh, with like, it comes with Captain America's shield with his signature on it. Um, some other stuff, but this is actually available for pre-order right now. You can find that on our affiliate site, Entertainment Earth. Um, you know, I might actually pick this figure up. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, it's a really cute figure, and mm. you know, it's a good, it's a good tribute to Stan the Man for sure. Absolutely. And now that they're doing like the face capture, it does technology. Yeah, yeah, way better. Exactly. Um, and lastly, today, and things that we we really didn't think was going to happen. Um, this figure, uh, so McFarland showed off um, their upcoming Bloodshot figure based on the Vin Diesel 2020 movie, um, which I wasn't sure, you know, was still going to be happening. It is happening, but, you know, this figure came out. That's great news. That's a good sign. But this is where they should have really, like, we didn't have a trailer ready for New York Comic Con. Yeah, I know. It's six, it's four months until the movie comes out, right? 20 in February? I think so. That's ridiculous. Four months. Yeah, they're going to get destroyed by Birds of Prey. That movie needs to go to Netflix. Sony needs to, like, I, I don't know what's wrong with this this picture, but it's going to get utterly destroyed by Birds of Prey, like you said. It's just, I, I don't get it. It's such a bad. It's it's really just had really bad marketing, and to the to the point where we follow Valiant on a daily basis, almost, and we had no idea what was happening with this. Yeah, yeah. I Do you mean, imagine like, I'm you, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was always gonna say is like at least we see that this is actually our first look at. Yeah. <laughs> Vin Diesel as Bloodshot. <laughs> I know that's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's not even painted and everything, so it's kind of. It's kind of wild. Oh, the official ones, the official shots are out now. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually, um, the official pictures came out this week. Okay. I have, I put them up on my um, my pursuit of plastic article this morning. Uh, so if anybody wants to take a look at that, it's, it is there and is and is is pale pale skin goodness. So okay, cool. Um, sweet. Well, where can you find us? We are at don't forget to tell dot com. Uh, your daily source for news, reviews, interviews, and more. And also, uh, you know, we're on social media, on the Instagram, social media, uh, uh, face, Facebook, and um, the Twitter. So come talk to us, interact with us, and, uh, you know, geek out. That's what I want to do for sure, guys. And um, this is Casey saying thanks for listening. 
and go read those comments. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.